behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix It Radio. And that is us, Fix It Radio. Myself, John Rush, Dennis Brewster. If you're listening for the first time, thank you very much for doing so. This was a, a kind of a thing Dennis and I have been working on for a while now. A while now, yes. And then this slot came open here recently, so we decided we'd grab it and do a show for everything around the house. So whatever you've got going on around the house, if you've got a question, we'll do our best to answer those questions. And talking to a couple of guys that have really never, I don't think we wave the white flag of surrender very often. No. Because if we can fix a car, we can we, fix we can, everything we do, else. We do things around the house as well. So, yes. yeah, if you've got a question for us, the lines are open, 303-477-5600. We do have some sponsors of the show already, which we want to thank very much. Kurt Rogers, Affordable Interest Mortgage, uh, my insurance broker, agent, I should say, Paul Lewenberger from American National Insurance. You'll hear from them. We've also got a new sponsor as well to this show that I've not had on any of my other shows as well so we've got a new sponsor bill from arc electric yeah so and bill is going to try to call in around 9 30 he's on vacation i think he was coming back today so he's going to do his best to call in and introduce himself but bill from arc electric so if you've got any electrical needs around the house uh, give bill a call 303-656-3689 again bill from arc electric 303-656-3689 and I don't know where all Bill goes. We'll get an update from him when he calls in, but I'm guessing pretty much anywhere. Family-run yes. business, great yep. guy. Yep. You've known him for a long time. Long time, yeah, over 10 years. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I mean, he does a great job because, you know, sometimes when you get people in to look at things, they don't show you everything they did or, you know, find the exact reason why Correct. it's going wrong. And that's why we wanted to start this Correct. is because, you know, we want people to have a fair and honest shot at things, but we want to find the businesses that do that and help them. Promote them. That's right. And, so, and, and, yeah. uh, and by the way, if you're somebody that would like to be involved in the show, you'd like to sponsor us, we've got some really great packages. We can make that work at a, at a very reasonable rate for those of you that are in the home improvement, you know, uh, house maintenance end of things. Yeah. Just send me an email. You can do that by going to actually just send me an email, john at fixitradio.com, just like it sounds. We will have a website up and running this week. We're working on that as we speak, so we should have that done this week. But it's fixitradio.com. Find us on Facebook as well at Fix It Radio. We'll keep adding things there as well. We'll use the Facebook page as well to answer questions and or build questions for the weekend. So if you've got a question of anything around the house, let us know. We'll answer it, 303-477-5600. But, Bill, at Arc Electric, by the way, they started back in business in 1999. Again, it is a family business. They've got a master license when it comes to electrical work. Uh, they've got several employees, and they can pretty much do whatever you want. They're a blue ribbon warranty provider as well, and they've got all five-star reviews on Google. We, you know, it just, I wouldn't have done this with them had Dennis not yeah. given them the go-ahead. Right. Because we, yeah, we, we will vet these folks just like I do on Rush to Reason and Drive Radio. That's right. And if you're a homeowner and you know somebody that's done a great job for you and you yes. want us to let let us know their name and, and give us their information and we'll look in through it. and Send see, them our way. Yeah, send them our way. Yeah, right. because, we, because, folks, we want to be able to have a complete listing 
of all of the different things that it takes for around the house, you know, everything from plumbing, we've already got the electricity side of the fence handled, but from plumbing to HVAC to any kind of carpentry, handyman, tile work, uh, landscaping, landscaping yes. you know, roofing, gutter work, yes. flat work on the concrete, you know, anything along those lines at all. If you've got anybody at all that you're uh, thinking of, let us know. And then you've had great experience with. Yeah, and yeah. for example, like uh, Kurt Rogers Affordable Interest Mortgage, the reason why he ties right in is if you've got anything mortgage-related, he's your guy for sure. And the insurance guy? Paul, same deal. Yeah. He'll help and you Paul, out on the on Paul's the got a great program he because does. we're with them, and, and, and there's a lots of times we get a check back every year. Yes. You, well, they do a rebate after the third year. Right. Which I don't talk near enough about. It's a great program. It is a great program, and that, that way there you have a tendency to want to fix the little things and not That's turn right. it into the insurance. And then That's you get right. a good check and then your insurance goes, doesn't go up and all well, that other. And that's how American national insurance actually saves all of us money is that's the type of clientele they want to find. In right. other words, they, I'll just be honest. They're not looking for that, that internet user that's trying to nickel and dime an insurance company right. or you turn every little thing in. No, they're the opposite. They save all of us money by being really selective on the type of clients they have, thereby not having a bunch of, uh, Insurance fraud and other things along those lines, which helps keep all of our rates low. Right. And I've had insurance companies try to bid against it. And, I, and I'm like, I don't even want to know because either you can't beat it. Well, and and they come to, back in and they go, right. you're right, I couldn't beat and your and price. And you add, the, add yeah. the rebate back into it, it's even yeah. better. So yeah. yeah, right. At any rate, we would love to have more sponsors. If you're yes. somebody that's interested in sponsoring or you would like to send somebody our way, please do. We'll have interviews as we go through the show in the weeks ahead as well, we'll get all the different sponsors on. Plus, we'll do different interviews with different people. But most of all, we're here just to answer questions. If you've got a question for anything around the house, we would love to answer it. 303-477-5600. Don't forget, you can use the text line as well. 307-200-8222. The text line works for all three shows. 307 200 8222 and we'd love to hear from you. So any questions you've got, let us know. I've got several different summer tips we'll give, we'll give you through this hour. We're here till 10 o'clock, and then Drive Radio, of course, will fire up right after that. And, and, you know, the other thing is, too, you might know somebody, a place that you go to visit that does a great job of selling you the proper products. True. Like if, you know, other than their big box stores I'm talking about, you know, if you find a small independent shop that, uh, <coughs> store that sells the right stuff that you need for around the house, let us know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, you know, it could be, uh, you know, painting to, you know, you name it, whatever happens. Yeah. Right. You know, there's little tiny hardware stores around and stuff that. Are... Yeah, I've got a, you know, and, and just as a side note, and would love to have these guys as a sponsor, but Ace Hardware. Typically, yeah. you go to the, your local Ace Hardware stores, and there's typically somebody greeting you at the front door, asking you what you need. They'll take you right to where you need to go, find you, you know, help you find whatever product it is, and off you go. It's, it's, they, they do a great job, by the way. And, and, you know, I had one in my neighborhood uh, when I was first married. And we we're living in Aurora, and and the, the, that store stocked all the things that we needed around our house. They had those window wow. cranks for that kind of that windows in that that's area. In your area, for your yeah, neighborhood. for your oh, neighborhood, that's and that's idea. what trip. That's yeah. what that uh, yeah. Ace Hardware does. They do that very very well. They stock the things that you need in your area. All right, let's talk about some stuff outside. Okay, because it's that time of the year. People are outside. I know there's things indoors. We'll start working on some of those things as we get closer to fall, and giving you tips on things you need to do for. The fall, but you know, as a side note, just something to remember. I will do this this weekend myself. As we're now halfway through summer, basically, make sure your furnace filter, if you have air conditioning, by the way, make sure your furnace filter gets changed. We're kind yes. of halfway through; it's about that time. Make sure it's done. Yeah, especially with what's going on in the world today. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah I change it. Yeah, great. Yeah, that that that, that that to boot. Yes. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. the reason why you also want to make sure your filter furnace is changed. People think, well, that's just for the furnace. No, all of the air that's handled through the house is run through your HVAC unit. And believe it or not, if that filter gets somewhat clogged up, it has an effect upon how efficient your air conditioning works. Right. It's just like in a car. Right. It's no different. If there's blockage in a car, guess what? Things can freeze up. Right. And it doesn't work as effectively. Same thing can happen in your house. If you find that your unit outside is tending to freeze up, Typically, what that means is you've got an air handling unit that has some blockage in it someplace. You've either got a return air unit that's not working properly, it's gotten blocked by a rug or a piece of furniture, or the kids have stuffed something down it. Yeah. You know, you name it, that can that can be part of the issues. Or a dirty air filter, dirty you know, dirty filter in the furnace can also cause that. And look outside. Yeah. Try to see the mountains. Little, There's a haze. That a goes, hazy today. Yeah, and that gets picked up in homes. Sure it does. It, it's you know we have that smoky smell around here occasionally. Yes, and that that can still affect the the AC. Yeah. Bottom line is make sure that you change filters now. It's just a good it's a good reminder as we're halfway through the year to go ahead and get that done. Halfway through the summer, I should say. And they have drains, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and they outside. Can get blocked as well. Yeah, because the mud doggers and other bugs can actually build nests in those things because they'll feel the moisture. And they'll get they'll start building inside those holes, and and we had that happen on a houseboat, believe it or not, and it packed it full, and we couldn't vent. Yeah, and and, and just as a side note, this is typically something that you can do yourself. This isn't something that you necessarily need to call somebody. And now, if you're not handy and you need somebody to do it, yes, there's plenty of companies out there, handyman services, HVAC services that will come in and do that. But typically, this is something you can do on yourself on yes. your own. Now, something else I've learned when it comes to furnace filters. You don't need to spend a ton of money on furnace filters. No. Uh, I'm kind of that on the furnace filter end of things. There's a good, better, best. And sort of that middle of the road better is typically all you need. Uh, you really don't need to spend a wad of money on a furnace, <clears throat> excuse me, on a furnace filter. The biggest thing is making sure you put it in the right direction. That's key right there. And, and I agree with you. Do the middle, middle of the road one. It's all you need. Yeah. You yeah. know, the low-end need... stuff are, are cheap and don't, and they just build up. They just they And they fold up. in half a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, they fold in half, and they just don't handle the air very well. The middle of the road works fine. The biggest thing I've noticed that I've seen when I've gone and helped other people is those things can get put in backwards. Right, and then they kind of fold out. Yeah, they're not super effective when that happens because no, they're made to handle the air going a particular direction. Right, and sometimes you cannot see the buildup in them. No. Until you take them out and you hit them with an air hose and you see all the stuff fly out. So, so rule of thumb on... On air, you know, on filters. This is on, in air conditioning. And by the way, there are units like I have at, at my house. I have hot water heat, so I have just air handling units. There's no furnace inside of the air handling unit. The air conditioning unit is strictly an air conditioning unit. There's nothing right. else inside of it. And the, the thing there is sometimes it's hard to tell, depending upon how your unit is positioned. Most furnaces are up, are, you know, up and down right. inside of the house. Right. Mine, on the other hand, are in the crawl space, and they lay flat. Oh. And in that case, you can kind of look at things and think, okay, which way is in, which way is out? And you really have to kind of look at things and know what you're doing. So my suggestion is once you figure that out, take a magic marker 
and write on it which way the air is flowing through the unit so you always get the filter back in correctly. Right, and that's perfect. And it doesn't matter if you write on it and stuff. No, and nobody people cares. aren't They're not going to be looking nobody at cares. it. Nobody cares. Yeah, nobody All right. cares. All right, Joe, you're up first today. You're our first caller of Fix-It Radio. What's going on, sir? I'm, I'm honored, John. Hey, yeah, 20 years in HVAC, so just a couple more things. Uh, number one, you'd be amazed at how many people who have a whole house humidifier uh, bolted onto their furnace. Don't turn it off in the summer. Yeah, turn your humidifier point. off. Yes. Um, and Joe, why is that? Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, you need humidification in the winter when you're heating the air because you know it's hot, dry air, and you need to humidify Correct. it. Correct. But it takes more energy to dehumidify air than to cool air. It takes very little energy to cool dry air. Uh, takes a tremendous amount of energy. Well, yeah, because just like on your car. So, folks, the, the way you can relate this is, and most people don't know this either, Joe, but when you're in the summertime, hot, running the car, you pull into a parking place or you pull into the garage at night or even the driveway. I've had people complain about this. I've got this leak in my car. And I'm like, well, what color is the fluid? Well, I can't tell. I'm like, where's it coming out of the vehicle and when does it happen? Well, typically just after I pull in. Is the air conditioning on? Yes. We all know, Joe, that air conditioners, it's called conditioning for a reason. It's pulling the moisture out of the air, thereby conditioning the air. That's why the air conditioning on a car runs even when the defroster's on, because otherwise you'd have all the steam on the inside of the windows. Right. Correct. Correct. And by the way, if you're driving down in southern like Tennessee and whatnot, uh, people in Colorado don't know this, but everybody in the southern states knows this. Um, to maximize the capability of your car air conditioner, you put it on recirc. You That's don't, right. right. You don't want to bring the fresh air in because that right. fresh air has way too, mu- too much humidity in it. So if you are struggling to keep your air in your car cool, uh, go to recirc instead of fresh air. Two more things. You talked about the filters. Um, I don't know if you mentioned the difference between the uh, spun glass and the pleated. You, if you're using spun glass, you might as well not be using anything. You need to have at least a basic pleated filter uh, in your furnace, not one of those spun fiberglass filters. Oh, yeah, that's great advice. Yes. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Any particular fiber- brand, Joe, that, you're, that you like better than others? Yeah, not not. All. <laughs> I mean, there's some name brands. I just use a good Home Depot brand pleated filter, you know, that's got the wire mesh on it. And, again, paying attention to the hours. You, now, if you, if you have allergies and whatnot and you want to get a HEPA-grade filter, puts a little more strain on your blower motor because they're denser, by the way. Uh, you, you can do that, but I just use a, a good-grade pleated filter with a, with a metal mesh on it to keep it in place. Okay. I also have an electronic. One more thing about if your air AC unit is frosting up, and you can see that mm-hmm. either at the line at the furnace. There's two lines in the furnace. One is the, the little tiny liquid line that's supplying freon to the coil, and then the other is the larger suction line that's pulling the warm gas back to the condenser. Right. You'll either see frost on the supply line or you'll see frost on the line out by the condensing unit outside the house. In addition to, to poor airflow, if you're running low on Freon, uh, you'll yeah, also get point. that same condition because what happens as you get less and less Freon, the remaining Freon has to get colder and colder to do the same amount of work. Mm-hmm. Normally, that coil should be around, oh, 55 degrees. It should never get down to freezing. Uh, but if you, as you get down to, you know, 50% charge, the tiny amount that Freon has left has to get colder and colder. Uh, it's a great point. Work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's having it, to work harder. Right. It's work harder. So if you see frost, it could either be an air blockage or it could be a sign that your unit's low on Freon. So if it's blowing 
blowing air freely, no restriction, but you're frosting up, you're probably low on Freon. That's a great point. Yeah. And have a leak. And, and by the way, folks listening, that is one of those things, too, where unless you are a certified you know, HVAC guy and understand Freon and the handling of it and so on, that is not one of those do-it-yourself sort of things that I know folks on the car world are used to doing, which yeah. I don't recommend either. Right. I also don't recommend it on the house, Joe. Yeah, because right. then they buy yeah. the wrong stuff, too. Right. They put right. the wrong and stuff the, in it. Uh, and two things. Um, if if you have a leak on a 20-year-old unit, yeah, maybe you can get by with just putting some Freon, you know. And by the way, Freon is a trade name of DuPont. It's actually, it's like Kleenex is the trade name. It's refrigerant for, is actually it, what it's, it's called. It's refrigerant, right. Yes. Freon is actually a trade name of a product that is not made anymore, but people refer to it the way. We all still do. We Right. Um, but... If you have a if you're running low on a fairly new unit, you probably have a serious leak somewhere. So no sense refilling it without finding the leak, um, and that's not something that most homeowners have a leak detection system. Uh, you typically need an electronic leak detector to find it. So if you've got a leak, you want to find and fix the leak before you're otherwise you're just throwing good money after bad to to add more freon to the system because you'll be doing it again, and maybe as quickly in a week if you've got a serious leak. Right. So, yeah. No, great tips. And yes. something else, too, to remember, too, for everybody listening. This is kind of a side note, Joan. I know we're getting close to a break here. But there, there is also now, if I'm not mistaken, on the market, three different types of home refrigerants. Is that correct? Or have they, have they completely done away with the old? Yeah, R22 hasn't been made in several years. And, in fact, okay. you can't even legally install it anymore. That's but what I thought. Most, most units more than 10 years old use R22, which is no longer available and is illegal to install. Uh, then they went to some 134A-like cars, and now the big refrigerant is 401. Right. And by the way, if you if you have to replace an old R22 unit, the copper pipes between the outside unit and your furnace are probably no longer adequately sized. Yep. So if you have to replace your AC unit, not only will you have to replace you're the probably doing unit, a whole air handler or furnace and everything at the same time. Actually, well, at, at least the, at least new coil, and yep. then also the inter the, the interconnecting copper pipe between the outside unit and the inside. But, unit. But you know, Joe, on the same token, if you've gotten that old on the furnace, you might as well just do a whole new yeah. unit, put the outside unit, the inside unit yeah. in it, and call it good. Yeah, because it'd be a lot more efficient. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, a lot more efficient. You have to replace the coil anyway. So as long yeah. as you're doing it, if you've got a 10, 20 year old furnace. Replace the whole furnace, but it's also going to be the furnace, the outside unit, and the copper and pipe. And the coils. Yeah. All right, and the copper pipe. That's right, yeah, all of it. Hey, hey, John, hold me over. I want to tell people what a ton of air conditioning sure. is. Unless you have, you no, want no, to no, let's do it. No, that's fine. We'll do that. Just hang tight, Joe. We'll come right back. Okay. You're listening to Fix It Radio. Myself, Dennis Brewster. We'll be right back. KLZ 560. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. 
These past few months have been all about prioritizing what matters and what doesn't. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance gives you the coverage you need and not what you don't. It's the worst feeling when something unexpected happens that you thought your insurance policy would cover, but it doesn't. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance saves you from those kinds of surprises. He understands, though, that you don't want more home and auto coverage than you need. To be honest, you may not know what your current policy covers, not to mention home and auto policies change all the time. Especially in Colorado, hail and windstorms tend to hike up your premium costs year after year. Remove the mystery and decide what's important to you. Have a conversation now with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. He will give you options so you can choose the coverage you need and not what you don't. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush today, 303-662-0789, or visit RushToReason.com to find Paul. Now is not the time to cut back on marketing. You need to promote yourself more aggressively during the slow times to help you stay ahead of your competition. As your small business coach, John Rush will help you cut back on unnecessary expenses while finding new sources of revenue. So as everyone else goes on the defensive, you can stay focused on future growth. Come out of the quarantine stronger and more profitable than ever. Email john at rushtoreason.com. john at rushtoreason.com. All right, Fix It Radio, myself, Dennis Brewster. Joe, you're still with us? I'm still here. You want right. to hear about a, where, where, where a ton of ice comes from? Ton of, a ton of uh, ice. I mean, a ton, a ton of cooling. Where? All right, it's a derivation. And by the way, your typical residential unit, the outside unit, they might say, well, I've got a three-ton system. Correct. Well, a ton is 12,000 BTUs. BTU stands for British Thermal Unit. And the derivation is 12,000 BTUs per hour for 24 hours is exactly the amount of cooling you would get from a one-ton block of ice uh, that melted from 32 degrees ice to 32 degree water. It would give up 12,000 BTUs for 24 hours. Gotcha. Okay. And and by and where that where they first used that is uh, President Garfield had been shot on his sick bed, and um, they actually brought a block of ice in and were running fans over it to keep his sick room cool in the summer. But so that's the derivation. And, and to put that in perspective. Huh. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Yeah, uh, you can Google that. Uh, Garfield Interesting. Ice. Anyway, <coughs> just kidding. Okay, well, r- real quick, time out before we move on. Something I've always wondered is at that particular time, what were they using to even make ice, Joe? Uh, you could use ammonia, uh, which was you know used in ice house, but obviously an ammonia leak is deadly. A freon leak isn't deadly. Um, you, of course, they would also cu- uh, cut it out of lakes in the summer and put yeah. it in heavily insulated um, okay. uh, warehouses and cover it with sawdust. So you, so storing ice, uh, storing ice in the wintertime, like in Wisconsin and Minnesota, again, you would, it was a huge business. Guys would be out there cutting it in blocks, and you'd bring it to a warehouse, and you'd cover it in <laughs> sawdust. And believe it or not, you could keep a lot of ice cold. But ammonia was the refrigerant of choice back then. Okay. But now let's put 12,000 BTUs in perspective. A typical bedroom unit, one of these carry-cool bedroom units you put in your bedroom, that's 6,000 BTUs. That's a half a ton. Gotcha. The largest room air conditioner you can lift without hurting yourself uh, for your living room, 12,000 BTU unit, that's a one ton. 
All right, that's, you know, 12,000 BTU, that's a big window unit. So when people say, well, I've got a three-ton system, what they're saying is that I've got a condensing unit outside that can produce the equivalent cooling of three massive living room window units or six uh, bedroom units. Gotcha. So that's where the... But 12, yeah, a ton is 12,000 BTUs, and again, it's derived what's, And what's from, the average house use, Joe, a three-ton unit or so? Yeah, typically three-ton. Because you know, if you start getting bigger than that, they start dividing things up, right? Yeah, I was going to say, three tons in this climate, uh, you're down south because of the humidification load, which, again, it's, it's, it takes more energy. Right. To dehum- so down south, what would be three tons here might be four tons. I was going to say, up at yeah. a ton or two. Yeah, yeah, up at a ton or two down south. And once you go over three tons, um, you, you probably want to go, I mean, you, you can do a five-ton unit. Um, but that's uh, why but, here we most likely split the systems where they've got an upstairs unit or a downstairs unit or whatever, right? Right, it's called zoning because you're going yeah. to pay a little more, say, for two two-and-a-half-ton units versus one five-ton unit. Uh, but you'll save it in energy because of the ability to only activate certain zones at certain times. Right. Like, and for example, everybody should know this, but heat rises. So if you have things you know, set properly down below but not up above, you could be running your upstairs one a lot more because you don't have the downstairs one set correctly. Right, correct. In my house, I've got two zones, and in the evening, you know, we, you know, I've got my upstairs bedroom unit uh, program to kick on about 8 o'clock, and the downstairs unit kicks off about 9.30 or 10.00. So in, at nighttime, my upstairs unit is running, and my downstairs, you know, when I say kick off, I've got it set so high that right. it, just, it just shuts off. So, no, I've, I'm running two zones in my house, right. and I couldn't do that if I had a single no, five-ton unit. No, that's right. Unit. Well said. Uh, one more thing. You can also, if you do have one big unit, you, there's something called zoning where you can put automated electronic yep. dampers yep. Uh, in your duct work that the thermostat on the wall doesn't control the unit. It controls these little motorized dampers that can shut off certain sections of the house, oh, which is another yeah. way to – that's called zoning. Yeah. So you can have one huge unit, but if you do that, you'd want to put some of these electronic dampers, in which case the damper the, – the thermostat on the wall um, uh, controls the little zone dampers to turn on, open up and turn off certain segments of the house. Yeah, because if you're not using that room, why, why cool it? Yeah, if you've got some guest bedrooms, yeah. you absolutely – uh, guest bedrooms on yep. the same unit, you absolutely yep. want to have a thermostat in that guest bedroom to shut that unit right. off when it's not in use. And, yeah. and that's, by the way, just as a side note, and I know most houses today are not built this way unless it's a high-end home, but back in the day, hot water heat, Joe, that was one of the ways on, on you know zoning on hot water heat where you could literally control each individual room because you only had to do whatever you needed to in that room accordingly. Yeah, in fact, the, the really old, old 100-year-old home, they had radiators, and each radiator had a hand valve on it. That's right. Right. Yeah. You could actually turn the You'd valve. You'd adjust it accordingly. The, yeah. Exactly. That was called manual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the HVAC lesson Good for Good stuff, Joe. One other thing before you leave. Yeah. Did you already okay. get them? No, he's yeah. Yeah. no I'm, I'm here. A lot of people, when you were talking about leaks, the one thing that I thought of is there's Freon out there with sealer in it, and that is bad to use, especially on the there, homes, yeah. too. So yeah, I very, would advise against that, right? Yeah, very bad. In, in fact, uh, most residential units now, instead of a, a modulating valve, they have just like a little capillary, just like a little bleed port. Yep. Right. Plug that little bleed, that little capillary bleed port up so quick and make your head spin. So don't right. do that. Yep. Yep. All right. Good stuff, Joe. Right, appreciate it. Always good information. I appreciate it very much. And yes, that's why we need a good HVAC person. So if you know somebody or you are that person, you'd like to join the program. 
let us know. We can make that work out for you, and I'm sure send some business your way. So, Joe, thank you very much. Yeah, and if you're a homeowner and you've had great experience with a, with somebody who does know. that, yeah, please call in and let us know that company's name. We'll call them out. We'll vet them. That's right. We want to check that out. We'll take more calls. If you've got a question for us or a comment, 303-477-5600. You can also text us, 307 307- 200-82-22-307-200-82-22. But this is Fix It Radio. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, your engineer. As usual, this is Fix It Radio on KLZ 560. Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage has been offering the asset manager all-in-one loan for over 11 years. We are experienced in helping homeowners pay thousands less in interest on their mortgage, own their home faster, all without spending one dime more. 720-895-0500. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we have hundreds of clients that have been using this loans to build their equity faster, access emergency funds when necessary, and pay off their home in 8 to 13 years versus 25 to 30. People initially believe this loan is too good to be true, but it is true. Call 720-895-0500 now to see if you qualify. Loans from 100000 to $2.5 million, same rate. Ask our previous clients. They will tell you it works. Call 720-895-0500 and work with the experts. This loan has been around since 1965. Affordable interest mortgage, where it's all about you. 720-895-0500. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. You're probably spending too much money on your website. Hire John Rush as your personal business coach and streamline your expenses to grow during the downturn. John sees a lot of small business owners waste money on fancy websites that they don't know how to analyze. Email John at RushToReason.com. He will help you develop one cohesive marketing strategy, attracting more customers and generating higher profits. Don't overcomplicate your promotions. Email John at RushToReason.com. These past few months have been all about prioritizing what matters and what doesn't. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance gives you the coverage you need and not what you don't. It's the worst feeling when something unexpected happens that you thought your insurance policy would cover, but it doesn't. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance saves you from those kinds of surprises. He understands, though, that you don't want more home and auto coverage than you need. To be honest, you may not know what your current policy covers, not to mention home and auto policies change all the time. Especially in Colorado, hail and windstorms tend to hike up your premium costs year after year. Remove the mystery and decide what's important to you. Have a conversation now with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. He will give you options so you can choose the coverage you need and not what you don't. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush today, 303-662-0789, or visit RushToReason.com to find Paul. All right, Fix It Radio, myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes. I appreciate y'all listening. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is our first show. We're going to handle things around the house from this point forward, much like we've done with Drive Radio. So if you have a question for us, we'll we'll do our very best to answer it. If we don't know the answer, we will figure out who does and get that back to you. And most likely somebody listening knows the answer. So we will do a community uh, sort of approach to this as to how we do this. Yeah. Community helps us out That's quite exactly a bit. Right. 303-477-5600. Charlie asked a great question, too, uh, during the break on, you know, there's different types of systems that are out there. In fact, there's now a lot of these systems, Samsung, other companies make them, where 
they're these really nifty systems when it comes to HVAC where they mount either in the ceiling or on the wall, and it's an individual system. It works well for a smaller, you know, uh, a square footage, you know, area, and those things will heat, they'll cool, they'll do everything really self-contained. They're a great little unit, by the way. They are. They are. We were talking about it because I had a couple installed. They were great. Yeah. Now, one thing I should have mentioned earlier when it comes to, you know, where is my filter? And for a lot of you listening, uh, they're doing some really unique things now with where filters go. There's a lot of systems, depending upon where the furnace is located, where they're now starting to, you know, put, and I wish mine was this way, but it's not, where if you've got a remote, fil- you know, a remote furnace, a lot of times they will start putting the filters in the return air ducts themselves. Right. So instead of having to go all the way to the furnace and actually change the filter there, you may find yourself with a system whereby you've got some small square filters. You know, usually they're like a, like a, I don't know, 24 by 24 or 18 by 18, 16 by yeah. 16. Just depends. Usually they're square, and they're in the return air, and typically they can be, you know, just in the vent itself. And you just have to kind of look to see if you have any of those. What I've noticed in certain situations is, you know, if people don't realize those are there. Those start to build up, and you end up with the same situation, and they don't understand that, you know, they look at the furnace, and they, they're like, well, there's no filter here. Well, that's because it's in the return air ducts themselves. Right. So you need to be, you need to kind of pay attention to that and see if that's the case. So, again, most of the time you're going to know that, but for some of you that may have bought a, a used house where you're not the original owner, and maybe the last owner didn't tell you all the little idiosyncrasies of the house, those are things to look at. Yeah, or maybe they didn't know. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, it could be either way. <laughs> yeah, or they forgot. To tell you, you know. Are they, in some cases, too, here's the other thing that can happen. Let's say that there's a return air unit and it's, or there's a return air filter, or there's a filter and it's in the return air is what I'm trying to say. And let's say for some odd reason it gets plugged and somebody doesn't have the right filter and they just remove it. Oh, yeah. Well, now you're running without any kind of a filter whatsoever. Right. And, that's... and in, in that case, uh, you may not have a filter. You're looking around thinking, well, where is this thing? Well, it probably was at one time in the return air. Right. Somebody may have taken that out. And sometimes, by the way, there's options. Uh, I've got a, a little unit, for example, that, uh, that runs a, a guest house area. And the reality of that one is it, I have a choice. I can put a filter in the furnace or I can put a filter in the return air. You don't need both. I can do either or. In this case, it's easier to put it in the return air duct itself and not have to dink with the furnace. Right. So you can do it either way. <clears throat> and as you're talking about that duct work, too, because if you guys know a good duct cleaning company, Same too. Thing. Any Same of that. thing. You know, I didn't believe in that until after I saw what they pulled out. Oh, they pull out all kinds of junk, don't they? Yeah, well, especially if you just had a house built. Oh, yeah. You really should have that done. There's all because sorts of stuff. those drywallers and different people that are working on your house, they just throw that stuff down and they don't really care where it lands or they sweep. And, you know, you know you're paying a kid maybe or someone, right. a, a, a lower end person well, they pull helping. All sorts of stuff. The chunks of drywall, screws, you name yeah. it, it's all in there, right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Bad stuff. Tons of stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, and you're, you know, if insulation is in there, you don't want to be breathing that. They're nope. just spreading. We wear a mask when we put an insulation on. Why would you That's not? That's right. Yeah. All right, so That's I right. did have a question of the day today, which sort of goes back to now we'll talk a little bit about the outdoor end of things. It's summertime. A lot of you are out now doing lawn work, mowing the lawn, doing all of that. So I had a question of the day. See if we can get the phones ringing this way. What's the best lawnmower, push or riding? 303-477-5600. What do you feel the best lawnmower is, push or riding? And for everybody listening, I know there's some commercial guys out there that listen to this as well. I'm not talking the commercial grade of mowers, okay? Because when we start getting into that, there's a lot of commercial grade mowers that you know some of you may be familiar with. I'm talking about 
homeowner use, for a lot of folks that are listening, who makes the best lawnmower, push or riding? And a lot of the push mowers are now, you know, self-propelled and all that kind of stuff. But who do you feel makes the best push mower and or riding mower? 303-477-5600. Do you have one? I haven't run a push mower in so long. I don't know yeah. if I can answer that one. Yeah. I have a rider. Yeah. But I have a rider. Most people wouldn't know what the name of the riding mower is, so I, I won't even mention it. Hmm. You don't know? Do you? Yeah. I have a riding mower. John Deere. John, everybody knows John Deere. Yeah. So, well, and I'll mention mine. So I have a mower, and we use it in the business as well, that's called a walker. You see them a lot. You'll see them a lot on commercial places and so on. Most people don't have any idea what I mentioned when I say it's a walker mower, but they're made actually up in the Fort Collins area. It's a, it's a locally family-owned company. They make mowers all around the world, uh, but it's a very unique mower. They do a very good job on mowing the the grass. It's a, I can get into a lot of details on the differences and all the different mowers that are out there, but uh, there's, more to, there's more to mowing than just having an engine and blades. Yep. Well, you know, one thing I've found out, because I've fixed a lot of these mowers this summer. Sure you have. And, <laughs> yeah. and you find out that a lot of them are made by the same, you know, you think, well, I'm buying this kind. Well, they're all made by the same company. Mostly. Mostly. It comes down to they're, one or two companies. Yeah. They're, yeah they're, it, it's sort of like, let me think if I can describe this in well, it's it's kind of like um, uh, appliances. Yes, yes. Whirlpool. General Electric or Whirlpool makes you know probably ninety percent of what's on the market. Yeah, because like if you were buying um, uh, GE Electric, you can buy so many different brands. But if you go down to Hot Point, that's a GM product. GE product. GE mean. product. I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, KitchenAid, for example, it yeah. used to be KitchenAid was its own full full line. Charlie and I were talking about this the other day. He grew up in the town where KitchenAid was actually made and it was its own brand back right. in the day. Right. Well, they got bought by GE and essentially, or is it GE or Whirlpool? I can't remember. Char Charlie, who did KitchenAid get bought by? Is it GE or or Whirlpool? Is it? I can't remember which product it is. I think it's a GE product, I want to say. He doesn't remember. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. I think KitchenAid is now a General Electric product, but yeah. to your point, every one of them kind of has their, you know, they make a particular appliance but they've got this lineup, sort of like cars. Yeah. Okay, you can have a Toyota or you can buy a Lexus. Right. Still Toyota company. Right. But there is a difference between one end of the other. I'm not going to tell you that a Lexus is a Toyota or a Toyota is a Lexus. Now, quality-wise, they're, they're a great product. It is Whirlpool now. Okay, so Charlie just told me KitchenAid is now Whirlpool. Yeah. And, and you know, GM had the same thing with GMC. Correct. GMC is actually a GM product. Correct. But what they do is they buy the premier side of the trucks. They buy the upper end of the trucks, and then they sell them as a GMC platform. Correct. Yeah. And and for years, it's been that way in, in yeah, a lot of the yeah. – yeah, in, in a lot of different products on the market, that's the way it is. By the way, folks, lawn mowers are same. very much the same way. Now, I will tell you this. When it comes to actual push mowers, and somebody can yell at me for saying this, but I still think the best push mower made is a Honda. Yeah. Bar I like Toro. Toro's a good unit as well. Yeah. I've owned both. Yep. And it's interesting that, you know, Honda, it's really weird that Honda, you know, the car company still makes, you know, motorcycles and lawn equipment yeah. and things along those lines. But they make, in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases for you, for you listening, you'll spend a lot of money on a Honda, but it'll be the last mower you buy. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll run that mower until you, to, your kids will be using it at some point. Yeah. And I have a Toro that is a 71. 1971. <laughs> Toro. It's an oldie. Yeah. There's no safety, there's no safety devices on that. No, there yet. is, and I was going to mention that because I, I was mowing up a hill the other day, and I was walking back, and I tripped on my landscaping timber, uh, uh, and I, the mower came back at me, and I had to hold it with my foot because it's still running. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and the good. new ones won't. Right, they'll the new die. Ones, you let go, yeah, you let go of the handle, everything yeah. dies. Yeah. You're done. But this is one like you know they would have used at a golf course because you sure. know it drives itself. You know you have right. one lever by your foot that you kick on the blades and the blades start going. Now you can hit the gear and gotcha. and it's got like bicycle tires and it just takes off and you got to keep up with it. It would have a little thing that you can stand on and pull you oh, around. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean this thing is powerful. It's like a ten horsepower mower. Oh, nice. But, you know, I live on property, so sure. it works out great. Sure. Yeah. But sometimes I get that thing, if you crank it up too fast, you're chasing it. There you go. Yeah. So, Anyways, what is yeah. the question of the day? What's the best lawnmower push and or riding? 303-477-5600. Let us know what that happens to be. Yep. And uh, if you got a story along those lines, let us know. When it comes to lawn care, though, a lot of you are out there doing lawn care right now. And as they drive around and you see all the different, different you know, houses and so on. You know, in the springtime, everybody's got green grass. Because it's easy to keep things green when it's, you know, it, we're coming out of winter. Uh, things are just starting to come alive again. doesn't take a lot of water to keep things it's going. not so hot. But, but at this time of the year, when we've got these long sunlight days and we've got, you know, the heat that we have now, which, you know, at the moment it's 77 degrees, but it's going to be up into the mid-90s today and tomorrow. And, and we start getting those long days and it starts getting super hot. You'll really, you can really start to tell who does a really good job of keeping care of the grass and who doesn't. Right. And, and by the way, folks, I realize in a lot of cases, yes, it does have to do with how much does the grass get watered, but you need to train the grass much like you would with anything else. Yeah. You need to train the grass to utilize the water that it needs and no more. Okay. Right. We all, you know, we're, we're kind of in this arid drought, you know, this drought or this, 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 how much high desert is what I'm trying to say high desert climate that we have here along the front range. And yes, we use Kentucky bluegrass. I know there's a lot of folks out there that would disagree with that, but that's still my favorite grass to use when it comes to actual grass and does it take more water yes it does now i'm a grass farmer i love grass in fact i'm one of those guys where if i have a choice between putting in rock or grass give me grass why because it's actually easier to take care of than the rock is i realize you got to water it and maintain it and all of that but when it comes to actually doing that in my opinion it's easier to take care of and maintain grass than it is rocks why? Because they're always dinking with rocks. I mean, there's, you know, granted, you're always mowing the, the grass. I get that. But you're not weeding the grass. You're not having to spray a bunch of chemicals on the grass. You're not always dinking around with the grass like you do rocks. Because no matter how much weed barrier you put down underneath the rocks that you're putting in, weeds. you're going to have weeds. Yeah, they right? come up. They come up. Yeah. Uh, or else what happens is a lot of dirt blows across those That's rocks right. and it gets filled in. That's right. Then the weeds are there again. You're going to have weeds in rocks yeah. no matter what you do. So in my opinion, it's as easy to put in grass yeah. as it is rocks. Now, along those lines, you still need to make sure that you're taking care of your grass in the right way. And for a lot of you listening, uh, there are some tricks and some secrets when it comes to grass, irrigation, uh, things along those lines. And... Mowing height. Yeah, mowing height. I'm one of the, I'm a guy that does believe in longer is better. Well, it doesn't burn the roots. No, the longer you yeah. can keep the grass, the better. I don't like the low grass. I think the longer grass is better. Well, I, it is I better. Don't think better. It is better. Yeah. Uh, the other thing you need to realize this time of year as well. This is something to think about in Colorado, to to lessen the amount of water that you're actually using. And by the way, if you got a comment for us, let us know 303-477-5600. But this time of the year, fertilization is big. We typically, in this, in this climate, for those of you listening, maybe you've just moved to Colorado. This is a little different than what you're going to find maybe in other parts of the country. But we typically fertilize three times a year, believe it or not. Yeah. You're going to fertilize coming into the spring. You're now going to fertilize again because we've gone past that. That food is gone. Yeah. Okay, what you fed your grass with back in April, May, 
it's gone. It's hungry again. It's hungry again. Or yeah. April, March, April, I should say. It's hungry again, okay? Yeah. So you need to now feed the grass again. Don't overapply because you can burn the grass if you do. But it's time to feed again. Then we'll feed again once we get into September, October. Right. Okay? That's typically how we do our feeding. Because keep in mind, folks, grass is a lot like any other plant. You've got to fertilize it and, and help it with its nutrients, and there are specific blends for Colorado that I believe work better than other blends do around the country. Again, this is something where if you get to a, a good um, a land, landscape supply place, and this is not the big box stores, by the way. No. But if no. you get to a good landscape supply place, they will actually let you know for your area the type of soil that you have, what you need to use as far as the blend. And it's something we can get into in the future. I won't, won't do it today. Dennis, but we can get into the, what the different numbers on the bag actually mean. That's good to do, but yes. Because there, there, there's keys to those yes. numbers and what yeah. they actually do when it comes to the feeding of your grass. And, and, and it's very, very important to know what your soil is before you start planting the That's grass right. and before you start water. you got to know what kind of soil you got. Because right. the watering will make a big difference if you know what kind of soil you have. That's right. And that's where if you've got a local, you know, landscape supply company that's near you yeah. or a garden center that's yes. near you, that's near your neighborhood, they are typically going to know the type of soil that's in your area. Because in Colorado, you know, we've across the front range, in fact, the whole listening audience, we go all the way down to New Mexico, all the way up into into you Wyoming, do, yeah. Nebraska, and so on. All our entire listening audience, there are multiple types of soils. Yes. I'm not a farmer. But I can tell you that farmers will tell you we've got multiple types of soil all around this entire listening audience, and each one of those is going to require different nutrients when it comes to making sure your grass is green. You know, I live in a subdivision out east, right, and we have four-acre lots and two-acre lots. There can be certain soil in my neighborhood, in my soil at my house and go to a the mile. other soil, That's right. and, and it's different. That's right. So you really need to have it checked. And, it, see. and the other reason to do that as well is, believe it or not, when the builders especially build homes, yeah. uh, and this is different than the landscapers, but when a builder builds a home, they have, they have uh, I'll just say it, they go with lowest bid on getting front, you know, say the house comes with the front and the back lawn. Yeah. Yeah. They've gone with lowest bid yes. on getting the front and the back lawn in. Nothing or, against the landscapers yeah. that go do that work, but they've gone with lowest bid. And typically, lowest bid means the least amount of what we call in the business soil amendment. Yes. Soil amendment is when they bring topsoil in, they mix that in with the clay or the, you know, the whatever type of dirt is in there. And typically right now, the houses being built in Colorado are all built on clay because all the good soil in Colorado Front Range area is gone for the most part. So typically, they're going to amend the soil. And how well they amend and what they amend it with has a lot to do with what we're talking about when it comes to the actual fertilization and the care of the grass on down the road. Right. And by the way, most builders don't do much. Most of those those low bids don't do much when it comes to soil amendment. I've seen it. You've seen it too. You'll drive by when they're actually putting in, in a lawn, and you'll notice there's a little bit of black patch on yeah. top of the dirt. Here and there. That, yeah, here and there. And that, that's what they're doing for soil amendment. Yeah. Rather than putting in, you know, two inches of topsoil, on top of what's there and then mixing that in, then adding more topsoil on top of that and then putting the sod in. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of people do that themselves too because they think, well, I don't need that much. Actually, you, you do. You do. You need more okay. than you think you do. Yes, if you think I only need this much, and sometimes like people will go, well, oh, the, this guy told me I need this much. I'm going to save some money and not do that. No, well, no. if you're saving money, you're not doing the and proper gonna, job. And you're going to spend it on water on down the road. The better yes. the soil amendment and the soil underneath is, 
It's like anything else. If guys, it's like a paint job on a car. The better the prep underneath is, the better. the better the paint job looks in the end. The same is true with your lawn. The better the soil amendment and things are underneath, the better off you are. Now, here, here's, a trip, here's a trick for you that I will give you when we come back. If you've not had good soil amendment underneath your particular grass now, you can fix that. Yes. And we will. I'll give you some yeah. examples of how you can do that as soon as we come back. You'll listen to Fix It Radio, myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, engineer Larry Unger finally showed up. Answering phones as well. So if you got a question or a comment for us, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. These past few months have been all about prioritizing what matters and what doesn't. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance gives you the coverage you need and not what you don't. It's the worst feeling when something unexpected happens that you thought your insurance policy would cover, but it doesn't. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance saves you from those kinds of surprises. He understands, though, that you don't want more home and auto coverage than you need. To be honest, you may not know what your current policy covers, not to mention home and auto policies change all the time. Especially in Colorado, hail and windstorms tend to hike up your premium costs year after year. Remove the mystery and decide what's important to you. Have a conversation now with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. He will give you options so you can choose the coverage you need and not what you don't. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush today, 303-662-0789, or visit RushToReason.com to find Paul. Now is not the time to cut back on marketing. You need to promote yourself more aggressively during the slow times to help you stay ahead of your competition. As your small business coach, John Rush will help you cut back on unnecessary expenses while finding new sources of revenue. So as everyone else goes on the defensive, you can stay focused on future growth. Come out of the quarantine stronger and more profitable than ever. Email john at rushtoreason.com. john at rushtoreason.com. Knowledge in Reverse is brought to you by Steve Hurley with Affordable Interest Mortgage. Procrastination and hesitation yield the same result. No meaningful decision. Do you have questions regarding a reverse mortgage? Learn how it may work for you. Our main job is educating you on the facts. This type of mortgage is not for everyone, but it may be just right for you. Call Steve at 303-885-0254, home of Knowledge in Reverse. That's 303-885-2054. Learn the truth. NMLS 243-200, regulated by DOOR, equal opportunity lender. All right, Fix It Radio. Myself, Dennis Brewster, and Bill from Arc Electric. Want to get another plug for him. If there's any electrical needs around your house, indoor, outdoor, you're doing some remodeling, whatever it happens to be, Bill is your guy. Arc Electric, 303-548-3779 or 303-656-3689. Also can find him. On the web, just Google Arc Electric. You'll find it. It's really, really easy. They've been doing things since 1999. And uh, actually, Bill named the company after his kids. That's why it's Arc, A-R-K, Arc, not A-R-C. It's A-R-K Electric. So it's Arc Electric, Bill. Great guy. We'll hear hear from Bill. Uh, Probably not today. He was going to try to call in, but evidently got tied up. We'll get him on next week, though, have him call in and talk a little bit about certain things around the house you need to do when it comes to electricity and and by the way i'm very thankful for electricity right i like waking up in the mornings and flipping a switch yep and and you know one thing about bill you know like um 
at the shop, I was having problems with the breaker kept going off, right? So I call him up. He comes out to, I said, you know, I need to just have this looked at. And maybe I want to do is add another circuit and right. separate these two because right. it keeps popping. Well, he gets in there and when he takes the panel off, he finds the problem. It had, uh, the screw got loose for tightening for the power side. Uh, and the first was. two inches going into the panel had burned. Oh, wow. It could have been a fire. Yeah. And so that's why you get a good yeah. electrician. That's why you find somebody knows what they're yes. doing. That's yeah. exactly right. So, again, Bill, ARC Electric, A-R-K Electric, and the phone number, 303-656-3689. Anything you need electrical-wise, give Bill a call. He'd love to help you. And if we can get him on, it's really good to have maintenance done. People don't yes. think of maintenance with yes. electrical. There and, is. and there is. Just like that, if I would have got in there and tightened those screws up, which I don't want to do. I don't want to take my panel off and tighten anything, you know, when it comes to electrical. I don't mind. You like having straight hair, not curly hair? Right. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, and, and, you know, you don't like to get the zap, right? <laughs> I hate the zap. Yeah. No, I yeah. hate the zap. Yeah. Okay, I was going to tell you guys when we came back, if you've had poor soil amendment under your current sod, uh, don't fret. No. You can fix that. It does take some time. So this is one of those things where you need to be patient, but it can be fixed, and here's how you do it. About three times a year, spring, middle of summer, and fall, kind of like the fertilization sides of the fence, what you do is you bring in some soil amendment itself. Okay, And you have to just figure out how much you need based upon your square footage and so on. But the way you do that is you literally sprinkle dirt, you know, topsoil, yep. on top of your existing grass. Not so much that it kills the grass underneath. You still need to make sure that the blades are getting daylight and so on. But you literally can take and sprinkle that topsoil right on top of your existing bluegrass. As long as you do it correctly, believe it or not, that dirt will work its way down through and start to amend the soil underneath. Yep. Uh, you can also do this if you've got low spots in your yep. grass. Let's say, for example, maybe you've got grass next to your driveway and somebody drove in, in you know, somebody drove over that on accident. And now there's this big swell, you know, next right. to the driveway. The way to fix that is you don't need to cut all that out and, and you know, and, and redo the sod there. That's a pain in the neck. What you do is you just start slowly sprinkling some topsoil. And in that case, you could just go buy a couple of bags and you just start sprinkling topsoil into that particular area. And as you notice, it grows up. You sprinkle a little more. It grows up. You sprinkle a little more. And what will happen is you'll move the root system of that up by just doing that, 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 that topsoil will work its way down through the grass and it will start to level itself up grass is amazing by the way most people don't realize what will what it will actually do but but most folks don't know this as well and this is why if you have enough water you can make anything grow but most people don't realize this you can take a roll of sod and literally you can roll it out right on top of your driveway yeah. Now, if it's a little bit shaded, it even works a little better. But you can roll that out right on top of your driveway. And as long as you water that sod... It'll stay green. It'll keep growing. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. There's enough dirt along with that sod where if you lay that out on top... In fact, this is what you do. If, you've got, if you're doing some sod work and you've got some extra sod that you're trying to save, the best way to do that is find a nice, hard, shaded spot around the house, roll it all out, and just keep watering it. If you'll water it, believe it or not, it will stay good. It will grow, and you can pass that off to somebody else or advertise it, sell it, do whatever you want to do with it. But the reality is uh, that sod will grow on top of the hardest of surfaces. That's why here in Colorado, 
that soil amendment we were talking about earlier with a lot of builders, they don't really care because here's the reality. They put that sod down. And guess what? You're going to have green grass. Yeah. It's going to look fantastic. And if you put enough water on it, it'll look beautiful. Yeah. Until you don't water it as much. Right. Because and then because there's no soil amendment underneath, you'll start to get brown spots and it won't look so great and it'll be hard to revive it and so on. Why? Because there's nowhere for those roots to really grab hold and you haven't had enough water on that grass on top of that hard surface. If you've got some good soil amendment underneath, those, those roots will work their way down. You'll have, great, uh, you'll have great soil to work with the grass at that point. You'll need less water when it's all said and done, and away you go. Right. Now, one other thing I'm going to say real quick, and some folks may not like me saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. There's tons and tons and tons of product on the market whereby they claim you can spray a particular hard part of your grass and all of a sudden, those nutrients will work their way down, and it'll soften up the dirt, and it'll make the soil amend, and on and on we go. Yeah, not in Colorado. Yeah. Maybe in other parts of the country that works, but here in Colorado, if you've got a hard clay soil underneath that was not amended properly, I don't care what chemical you spray on top of that, it ain't doing nothing. No. In fact, I believe those chemicals, actually, if you were to see some sort of a side-cut view of that clay soil what's happening is that particular product is going right on top of that clay and dispersing. It is not working its way down into the clay. I don't care what that product says. And how do I know that? Because over the years, I've tried it. (laughs) I have literally tried almost every product on the market to determine if that would actually work. And what I have found through all these years is nothing does. The only thing that works is actually amending that soil on its own, in some cases cutting a section out, amending the soil, relaying some new sod back down on top, and away you go. Because there is no product made in a liquid form that will amend the soil. Right. Now, when, you, when you're talking about putting more, you know, to put amending, putting a little bit more dirt on, does it help to aerate first? Yes. And then you yes. do that? Because now you got yes. these plugs out. Yes. In fact, I'm still glad you just said that, Dennis. What I was going to say earlier is we also, I believe, despite what everybody will tell you, there's three times of the year you should also aerate. Okay. Spring, as things start to grow back in, aerate the soil. I also am a big believer in aerating right now. July, let's get the soil, you know, nice and moist. Let's aerate now. And then I would also aerate either in the fall or even into the late fall, early winter months. I mean, all the way into like November, there's nothing wrong with aerating at that point. In fact, if you've got a lot of hard packed soil, you could even find a nice winter day where we've got this 60-degree days where we've had... Indian know, summer. Where we get those Indian summer days. Yeah. And the reality is in January, you could aerate again. Yeah. You can't, in my opinion, is this. You can't aerate enough in Colorado soil. That's exactly what my wife says. And she's a like an eight-time master gardener. There you go. The yeah. more you aerate, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. Why? Because you're working that soil around. You're getting it nice and open. The, you're basically opening the pores up, if you would. And you're basically amending the soil in a lot of the ways we're just talking about. And if you do exactly what we said a moment ago, Dennis, where you aerate and then put some soil on top, you're well, in great shape. Because the soil will fill into those holes. That's right. And it'll get down in there. That's and then right. And then the... The plugs you just took out will break down. That's right. And then they'll 
be more topsoil too. All right, there you have it. Fix It Radio. That's our first show in the on the books, in the books, however you want to say it. Myself, Dennis Brewster. Visit all of our sponsors, Affordable Interest Mortgage, American National Insurance, and then Bill from Arc Electric as well. We'll have the website up and running this week where you can find all of our sponsors there. And it will just be fixitradio.com. All right, up next, Drive Radio. All right. We'll get some car questions answered. There we go. All right, we'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. KLZ 560. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.